Morning Tip. Good afternoon. It is May 25th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? It is a great time to be alive. In the past week, I was able to sit at a bar. I was able to go out to dinner, didn't have to wear a mask. My basketball pickup emails are coming back. I think I am back. Basketball is back. I think America is back. And I know I kind of keep opening with something COVID-related, but I think it's important because these podcasts are going to live forever. And historians, years from now, are going to find them. And I think that we were very COVID negative uh, last year, and it was a slog to get through with no sports. So I think it's good to be like we were on the other side. We talked so much about what was going to happen when we got past it, when this happened. And we were getting closer and closer. The Knicks had uh, maybe three quarters of their uh, arena full. More and more you're seeing it, and it's no longer, ooh, there's kind of a smattering. It's more of that looks pretty close to being full. And it's really exciting. The games, it, it, you, I got so used to it that it was just, I, I'm, I'm so glad just to have games. And okay, no fans, I'll deal with it. But now the fans are coming back, it, it just takes it to another level. It, it was fun. Uh, New York, first example of, hey, fans are fun again. This is, this is cool. Let's do this. Uh, the sp- seeing Spike out there, the, the noise, it, it does really impact all these games. Uh, now, we're, we're going to talk a lot of NBA playoffs today. There's there's just a lot of things going on. I've heard, even heard some rumors of this midseason tournament. Really, why is that catching momentum right now? Is, do you do you have any idea why? I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but I think it has to do with the success of the play-in game. So I think they're looking to build off of that and saying, "Hey, see how well the play-in game did? We're adding games that matter. If we do this midseason, this is a way we can get more eyeballs at a different point of the year." So I, I think it's just trying to to build off of that. Because otherwise, I do think that the timing is a little odd mid-playoffs. Well, I, it's either, yeah, it's probably that. I think the only reason they're bringing this up is how much better the playoffs have been, as well as the bubble. Like, the quality level of everything was just it was just better. I mean, we could have added fans. That's, But I, I, just more of a competitive level, I'm saying. It, it has been really good. I we All these first games never go the way we ever think they're going to go, and then we all make a really big deal about it, and then the game twos come around, and everything starts to realign, and... It's, it's more of like, is that first page of this book mean anything? It, it, are you are you falling for any of these upsets right now? Ooh, it's, it's it's tricky. Uh, the something doesn't look right with the with the Lakers. I think it starts with with Anthony Davis, but with Chris Paul getting injured and not really being able to tell the extent of it, it seems like that might be a false situation where if. Chris Paul was healthy. He's definitely the leader of that team. Cool, but now it seems like maybe the Lakers are going to get uh, get le- left off the hook a little bit here. How much do you think it's Let just whiteboard hook. material? Like it just all of these teams, these first games, it felt like somebody did something so they would end up with them, and that didn't work for anybody. Everyone, anyone who tanked or or lost games or just lined themselves up to be matched up with someone else, that that did not work out for you. Ever, so you think it was just like that stuff has to matter a little bit. I, I feel like all of those teams benefited from the, the motivation of it. I don't know how much that carries I, over in a series, but I, mean, I, I got to think that that is something that we as fans and in the media make up and 
say that it has more to do than than it actually does. This is the playoffs. This is your job. I, I think if you are not already like all the way hyped up for this, I, I, I mean, maybe you go, you 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 know, we watched the the Jordan documentary, and he would just create certain things that were slights against him. So maybe, maybe I'm way off on this, but it just seems like you're already in the playoffs. You should already want to win, whether a team wanted to play you or not. I don't know. It seems like a stretch. Well, then how about we talk some Clippers? Because we've avoided this all season. And we said, well, nothing's going to matter. Nothing's going to matter until the playoffs. Nothing's going to matter until the playoffs. Here we are at the playoffs. Game two coming up. And they blew it game one. Luka took him. Luka looked incredible. I I mean, we, we probably should be talking about that more than the Clippers themselves. But watching the game and seeing the highlights of it, it just looks like there's two guys out there and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard taking the toughest two-pointers regularly and, and they're just no flow at all. I, it didn't look like a team that you'd really want to bet on going forward. Am I, am, I, am I too early here or right on schedule or you were never into these guys really too much anyways? Like What, what happened to these guys? Like Should we really consider them even a title contender? It doesn't make any sense. You'd think the team would be better. They already had the playoff meltdown last year. So throughout the year, it, it didn't matter if they won a, a ton of games. It's still, ooh, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. So for them to lose the first one, it almost has the feeling of uh, the Raptors uh, a few years ago before they won their championship and they'd go against LeBron and they just kept losing game ones. And it's just, you got to be kidding me, not again. <laughs> and they've, they've got to be nervous. And it's not the... Uh, I, I don't know why why I really want this, but I am rooting against the Clippers just for the chaos because if they lose and Paul George and Kawhi decide this was not fun at all, this was terrible, we're going to go somewhere else. Oh, man. The Clippers are going to be bad for a long time. They gave away all of their picks to get these guys. And then I I, I wonder if like, – I almost think a little bit like the league will have to step in and maybe like come up with a new rule. And I don't know if it will be going forward or something to – like help them out to make sure that they are just <laughs> not a Geely. Like they, do they get relegated? I, I don't know, but I am worried rooting for them to. Yeah. I, I, le- I at least want there to be like a hint of chaos and it, it's super mean for the Clippers. It's not like the Clippers have done anything to me, but that's well, kind of where I'm at. They haven't done themselves many favors. I, I don't think they've ever had the most likable players. And then the whole Kawhi thing just seemed blatantly staged and it is, it is affecting so many teams in the surrounding. It wasn't like these guys made a decision and it didn't affect anyone. And the way they went about it is a whole other thing. But I, I just want to mention that they can't blame Doc Rivers anymore. This was the same exact team that showed up last year, or at least the problems they had last year are the exact same problems they had in game one. So the whole, you know, Doc Rivers, that's that's such that's so ridiculous. Clearly Doc Rivers is a pretty good coach because guess what he did? Do you, do you, you want to let the listeners know what he did? He decided he was going to go coach somewhere else oh, and, and is the number one seed in the East. The number one seed. So literally can't have a better season than that. Not that they were a bad team last year. They were not the team they are this year. So clearly I, I want to give him some credit right now and just point the finger at the the changes that these guys made is, is so weird too. You look at the roster that the Clippers have constructed. Like Nicholas Batum is an incredibly important rotation guy right now for, for them. He's in at crunch time. Last game, he's guarding Luca. When when is when are one of these guys gonna step up and really 
you know, be the two-way players we all describe them to be in George and Kawhi. Like, are we are we really going to watch Nick Batum get lit up by Luka this whole series? You just mentioned Nick Batum. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. he's he uh, played way better than I thought at the beginning of this year when they had him, and it was it was shocking when he started at the beginning of oh man, but he he's been able to be doing okay, but. It, I cannot believe that we are at this point that Nick Batum is like a name that we were we're talking about in a premier playoff uh, series. It's 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 wild, and it's it's almost like yeah, but he's got good length and size, and it's like so so does everyone else on this roster. Like you put all of these guys around, maybe maybe you let the two guys you want to focus on be the length and size, and Paul George and Kawhi, because they're almost being like role players on the on the defensive end most of the time here. They're not even like he like Russell calls Kawhi a floater and. I feel like that's just because you you didn't force him into the main matchup so he doesn't float. Like, force him to guard somebody, and, and I don't think you'll get that lazy defense anymore. Uh, but they're they're just a, they're an interesting story, especially when you mentioned the stakes of if this doesn't go well and these guys don't come back, they're, it's going to be incredibly hard to rebuild. They're going to be praying for any free agent to walk in, which they're only going to get what's left. And... Then you're then you're just probably getting a lot of injury. You're overpaying a lot of injury prone guys is what you kind of end up with. But I I don't know. It feels. Do, do you like, want to hear? Do you want to hear what happens with their 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 picks going going forward? Well, the amount of swaps and the things going to OKC are ridiculous. But I guess specifically, maybe this is good for the NBA in the long run, where it this whole player empowerment kind of hits a line. Like this this didn't work. Look, this sabotaged an entire franchise. So something, something has to be learned from this, or at least you you better pray you can learn from this, because if you you're not going to go anywhere, this is this is not a good direction if this doesn't work. Now, next week we could we could be talking after they win three more games and they're up three one in this, and they, they look super comfortable with everything. I, I just what's at stake and what happened in game one seems like it shouldn't have happened, and this is going to have to kick in. Like, hey guys, it's show us something right now because we. We've been waiting for it, and it's either going to happen or not. Otherwise, otherwise, this is getting canceled real soon, <laughs> really soon. All right. So, what are the, what are the consequences? What what can happen if Kawhi and Paul George and all of these guys decide to just get up and leave because they have not resigned? And good luck trying to figure out what any of them want to do. Also, the the most blank faced Kawhi player of all time. They're they're going to be in big trouble. They're they they have no picks for. The foreseeable future. Yeah, that's that's not going to work. Uh, all right. Well, you you said the Lakers are in trouble. I I don't I don't feel that way. I I'm not worried about that series at all. I I think the Lakers are still going to win the series. It's I, so fixable. It's so easy, and it's just happening in the first half uh, when they're playing the Warriors, and then for some reason just continued that someone just has to pull Anthony Davis aside go up on a step ladder and so we can whisper in his ear and say, Hey guy, notice how I had to get all the way up on a step ladder because you're seven feet tall. And yes, you can do <laughs> stuff on the perimeter, but also you can go down to the post. And I'm not talking about like old school, you Kevin McHale back to the basket, you shimmy, you know, maybe do uh you know, the, the dream shake or something like that. You don't have to just do that. And because we're kind of learning like that is not very efficient. In the, in the Warriors game, he finally went past the three-point line, and he got, like, two 
alley-oop uh, dunks in a row of just like just being around, just being closer to the hoop, working with mismatches. And but you know why he's not like doing that? A, they keep putting lineups in there with Drummond and and uh, like why why is Drummond playing at all? I, I I think it was worth giving a shot, but within the two minutes, it was like why are why is this guy in the rotation? Let's. I think that saved them in the the Warriors uh, game that Drummond got hurt and then couldn't play. I think it's because Anthony Davis just so does not want to play center, and I just I, I just don't get it. I, I could see during the regular season, hey, I, I don't want to be doing this night in and night out. I don't want to you know get banged around a lot, but there there are less and less traditional big men out there and it just seems like well now we're in the playoffs like uh, there's a lot of things that i want to i don't want to do but when it comes down to it you decide okay this is what i'm going to do for the good of the team uh, it like i said just just seems very fixable i hope that chris paul is okay that was real crappy over the over the weekend where it was in the first half and chris paul is going down with a shoulder injury just oh no like this has been such a good run for them and you don't these windows are always smaller than you think they are. And especially with an older guy like Chris Paul, it like he just might never return. The The tragedy of Chris Paul is that he's already given so many minutes and so many games to so many undeserving teams in, in the past. Like he's, he's put a lot of miles on those wheels. It's, I think he played 70. I think he played almost every game this year. He only missed a handful. And they just, it just added up to the point where I feel like he's going to break down every playoffs. Like even if he gets through this series, even if they are able to beat the the Lakers, who are also banged up and injured, and as you mentioned, have some issues themselves, I'm not too worried about them. I think they're going to win. But in that scenario that they're not, like if Davis is hurt, well, or how just, many games are they going to win in? I, I, I think the Lakers are going to win the next four. I, I really. I, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not. In, I, I don't know if this, if the Phoenix thing is, is. I don't know if I'm buying it right now. It just seems very kind of predictable, and I don't think they can stop what the Lakers are really good at. And what they're really good at, I don't think that outweighs the advantage of the size that they have over there, as well as just LeBron and AD. LeBron knows how to win a series. And the interesting thing about you saying Anthony Davis needs to realize he needs to go to the hoop is, you know who who else we used to say that about? (laughs) LeBron James. Like, you go back to younger LeBron, where he isn't as capable of a jump shooter as he is now. Doesn't really have much of a post game either, so he he's just your best bet is to drive to the rim and shoot a lot of free throws, which is probably what Anthony Davis should also be doing right now. I just I have confidence in the advantage that Davis has on this this whole this whole series here, and LeBron's gonna know how to just manipulate a way to win a series. And Chris Paul is also very good at that, so it'll be fun to see the chess moves that those both those guys are kind of playing. I mean, we. I would love to have who, like a who, second. Who's going to flop harder tonight? I, I know. I was about to say. I want to have a second counter. Oh my goodness! It between, was a, it was a whole performance. Between Chris Paul on these past two games. I I don't know. We need to hire an intern for just this. I I want a clock to start every time Chris Paul or LeBron James hits the floor. I want to just start ticking, and I want to see who has more seconds by the end of the series. I just want to know who spent more time on the floor. I need to I need to know this because <laughs> the 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 milking theatrics is. It's just a master class by these two. I'm not encouraging it. I'm not even saying I like it, but it works. You'd be you'd be lying if you said it didn't work. It works. That, that's the problem with it. It's, yeah, there, yeah. There, I, it's not like I, I have a solution because if you go through it 
and you, you take your time and you get eye drops in your eyes and you take all, all the possible time you need, they're going to give you all the time because if you don't shoot the free throws, you're, you're out of the game. That's just, that, that's how the rules work. So they're going to give them the time and you put pressure on the, the referees thinking, Oh man, I might, maybe, maybe I really missed something. If they take a look or don't take a look. And then you get plenty of time to at the very least catch your breath before you shoot the free throws. It's, it, it's ridiculous. But watching the two of them go against each other, it, it's almost like these fan bases deserve to watch this. Like, it's looking in the mirror. It's it's like, oh, that is... It's the, the that, Spider-Man meme of them pointing at each other. Exactly. Yes, that's that's really good. It's it's just more of, oh, my God, this guy's ridiculous. How could he do that? Why would anybody buy that? He, this is awful. And then 10 seconds later, their own guy does the same exact thing, and you have to make that connection. Even the most delusional fan is going to be annoyed and recognize something this series. So I don't, maybe all in all, this is good for NBA basketball. This is, we're, we're about to like neuter a bunch of fans right now. Like, is that, <laughs> that maybe wasn't the rightest word, the, the greatest word. Uh, but speaking of looking good right now, the Milwaukee Bucks look very dominant in this Ooh. 2-0 sweep right now. Potential sweep. Beat them down. It's, it's real tight in game one. That, that could kind of go anywhere, but it, and game game two, I think you you messaged uh, me like, "Hey, did they remember to show up today, Miami? Are they there? <laughs> Are, what, what were they busy doing?" It, it, does, it was, it doesn't make any it, sense. It, it was it was bad. It, it was it was one of those ones that uh, you know you get get out of work and you're getting stuff together and like, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that game on and maybe you don't get right in front of the TV right away. And by the time I checked the score, it was a Oh, this this game's pretty much over. I think they had what was it? I'm trying to look at the the box score right now. They had 41 in the first quarter. It it was. <laughs> I hate to describe it this way. It was a Celtic special. 46. It was a Celtic special. The game was over before we even showed up. It was done. They didn't show Not up. Not only so Milwaukee scored 46 to Miami's 20 in the first quarter. Then Milwaukee proceeded to win the next three quarters as well. Not by 26 points, but still, they won every quarter. Dominant. Dominant. You know what was interesting, though? By by the end of the game, I did hear some of the announcers saying, well, you know, this will be good rest for Miami. And, and it was like, well, it's going to be good rest for Milwaukee, too. You think they're like, they're, they're, they're not, they're not playing too hard right now being up by this much also. You know, this is, they're just in rhythm making more shots. I feel like you're, you're more of just keeping them in shape. Jimmy Butler's plus minus was minus 34. That's not good. That's not good. On the flip side, Drew Holiday's plus minus was plus 37. Wow. Hey, you you may only have two games to get your pick em for uh, Dwayne Dedman. You, you may only have two more games left, uh, so don't don't sleep on that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Drew Holiday had, had 15 assists, and I just wonder – Sometimes you just you need that guy that just says like this 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 isn't going bad for us and I don't know you I was kind of saying maybe he's the guy that's switching this around for Milwaukee where Milwaukee got upset pretty good by Miami last year but you're thinking it's a little more on the Miami side. Well, I'm not taking anything away from Drew. I think you add Drew Holiday to any team in the NBA right now, they're immediately better just by there's there's like a stability with him. You you can trust him to do smart things and always be there every second of the game. He plays really hard on defense. It feels like he's always in control on offense. 
you almost want to encourage him a little bit, but to do that makes him like the most coachable guy ever, I imagine. And I just you could see you could see a comfort level with Milwaukee and they're not as flustered by certain things. There's not as many dry spells of not being able to score anymore because they feel organized. I think playing I think playing Giannis off the ball and not letting him just start the offense up at the top of the key was was exactly what this team needed. Middleton also has just been in a huge rhythm right now of scorchers. It's doing whatever he wants. I mean, he hits the buzzer beater in game one. The whole team just torches them in game two. Just uh, so many threes. I, I forget. Forbes, I think, had like six threes in the half or something crazy like that. I, I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but, you know, the, Drew but that's the thing is, with the playoffs is it doesn't have to happen all the time. You can have a, a role player game. And that's what's cool about the fans and having home situations again where we haven't had the uh, a home crowd with a home arena, home cooking, everything. He was all in the bubble last year. So it'll be interesting. There's less of, okay, well, they're going to play again. Why would this not be any different than it was before? It's the same arena. It's the same everything. Where now it's, okay, now you're playing in Miami. So you would think that the role players, your Tyler Heroes, would, would play better. And you would think that uh, uh, Bryn Forbes isn't isn't going six for nine from three. Yeah, do you think it's more of the amount of minutes that Trevor Reza and Andre Iguodala are playing for Miami? Like, I I don't think it's their fault. I'm ready. I'm I'm willing to put all and uh, most of the blame on uh, Bam Adebayo and uh, Tyler Hero. I think it's their fault. Yeah, they have not looked great. You know, the sad thing is, is their defense really hasn't looked great either. I mean, it, I felt like that was their strength is they they always took really good shots. They had a lot of good three-point shooters, but their defense was really connected last year in the bubble. Like that they were dominant. They we didn't know what to do against them Boston-wise. Uh but the Milwaukee's scoring on them no problem. So until that changes, I I don't know. This has been a team that's kind of been struggling most of the year. I think we all knew once this time came came around that they were here for real, but I mean Miami Miami's been up and down. Uh, I wonder if some of it too is just Miami had to play longer last year. You're just a little more worn out. They definitely outperformed expectations last year where Miami was the, or excuse me, where Milwaukee was the reverse and just going to bring up the, the, the Jordan doc again of it takes these guys a little while and you got them like young stars. They usually don't make it very far in the playoffs. It takes them a little while to figure it out and get the right players around them. And maybe Giannis is just getting to that point of realizing, okay, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do in the first three quarters. This is what I have to do in the fourth. And this is what I have to do at the end of the game. And here's who we have to go to. And they're just all getting more comfortable with each other. That makes a lot of sense as well. Experience. It has to. Middleton too. Although Middleton's, I actually feel like he's been pretty, pretty good in the the playoffs. Not that Giannis hasn't. I I just, I always get confused as, is Chris Middleton doing well or it's just when he plays the Celtics and he does amazing. So I, I, I in my head, I always think, I think of Chris Middleton is maybe better than he actually is. Cause he just murders the Celtics on a regular basis. Yeah. He's, he's a killer for sure. Every, in the playoffs too, like specifically the playoffs. And he, I'm sure. I don't has, know what it is, but it, uh, it, it I, I don't like seeing him. There's other guys <laughs> that, you know, I don't mind, but him, he, he, there's something. Well, speaking of the Celtics, uh, is there any other playoff stuff you want to you want to get into? Should we mention more Knicks Atlanta stuff? I I, I think uh, I picked I New York in seven. 
do you want to make a, a call on this? I feel like it's going to be a tight one. I, I do feel like this is I, confidently a longer series. I hope I hope it is tight. I to to the point of fans being in the arena. Kind of forgot about when, like a team gets on a roll and like some good things happen over and over again. The crowd just builds. Where when it's been in the bubble or where there's no fans, it's it, it, it's cool and you kind of feel it a little bit. But when you hear it and it's just okay, cool, a three. Oh no, oh, steal and a layup. Okay, and then like like the third. And when RJ had that dunk uh, on Bogdan, was just <laughs> that place was going wild. It's like that's right, this is awesome. But the the Trey Young, his floater to finish them, and then shushing the crowd and saying it's quiet as f in here right now. Oh, he is just oh the Knicks fans. They're is... so mad. They're so mad, and I love it because he is going to show up, and he might be a tad young. I think I think he wants to. He's, he's going to come like ready to go. But I think the Knicks fans are also going to show up ready to go. And every time he touches the ball, he's going to get booed so hard. And I I don't even know who which side I want to win, but I just love that they're like they're going to be going at it. And if he hits some shots, he will shush the crowd again. He will yell at Spike Lee. It'll be awesome. And if they get in his head, oh, they will love it. If he starts, you know, breaking some shots, oh, they will they will not let him uh, off the hook. An NBA villain. This is great. An NBA villain at Madison Square Garden. What better basketball entertainment is there? This is going to be a great series. I was shocked that New York did not win game one. I wasn't shocked that Trey made the floater. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you, what you do there. Uh, that's that, that's tough. I think you got to just not let him get the ball, uh, or at least just force someone else to kind of get active. I don't know. They're both these teams very young, yet very experienced as well. I, I it's it's kind of weird that <laughs> if you went around every roster in the league, I, I know we've been a little hard on some of the rotations here, but the rosters that have been built across the league for all the teams that are now in the playoffs, you know, deemed them somewhat successful. There's a good mix of guys. You know, we've got some Taj Gibson's Derrick Rose here. We've, we've got some Daniil Gallinari. Like, there's there's, uh, there's young guys, old guys. These are, like, well-crafted. We want to make the playoffs this year, and we ideally, best-case scenario, win round one. And well, I'd, I'd like to see both these teams had that kind of goal, and now one, only one of them is going to get it. This is great. This is perfect. Rose, uh, Rose played well. He did. I don't know how you deal with his defense, though. It's 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 almost weird that Rose has kind of had a second career, or at least this looks like the start of kind of a second career of not being that athletic, or at least a more normal athletic than a superhuman Derrick Rose athleticism. Like that's what that, did you think about Tibbs on the final possession putting in Frank Nielakina, who had not played the entire game? Or he might have got in. He might have played like the last possession of like the half, but basically didn't play. I I I do think Frank's a good defender. I will defend that. I don't know what you can do with him on the other end is the problem. I don't know how he fits in anywhere. But he else. just came in just to guard Trey, and I'm just wondering. I I would think if it was the 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 revert or like an offensive player, I, I like. Would you want an offensive player that's just been sitting on the bench for that long? And is a, is a defender able to kind of? shake off the I've just been sitting on the bench for an hour I I would argue I would argue this and no one else is going to say this but I'm telling you this is a fair argument 
He also, Trey has seen all the other guys all game, and it looks like it's been going pretty well. Now, there's not always there's certain guys when they get in certain zones where it doesn't really matter who you put out there. But you know who he hadn't seen that game? He hadn't seen Frank. And every guy's going to play you different. Every guy's going to have a different tell. The fact that you have to almost reprocess and reanalyze that, especially in the last second like that, it's almost just like I, I, I just I don't know if Trey's really going to be scared of any defender you bring off right now. But I'm not going to dismiss it entirely that Frank Frank I think has a decent defense history. I I don't know if I love him coming in cold, but it's just a guy that Trey hadn't faced that night, or at least recently right now. And that, that for me, may be enough to swing it. I thought it was, it was an odd decision, but I like your, your argument for it of throw something else out. I think to your initial point was just deny him the ball from the start, but there, there was a ton of time left. So even if you were denied the initial inbounds, he was for sure getting his hands on the ball and that's pretty much impossible to, uh, to, to go with. The only other option you'd have is if you wanted to just completely double team him, which is just really tough with it being a tie game. Cause he's, he's, he's a good point guard. He can easily just find somebody. I think the, the play I was more disappointed with was, I don't know if it was the one right before that or a couple before the, the Knicks possession when Julius Randall early in the shot clock from the, uh, Foul line extended, took a deep, I don't know if it was a deep three, but like just a quick three that wasn't even close, just clanked off the backboard. Just like, what are you doing? Well, Julius has the misfortune of, of when was the last time he was in a playoff game? When, when Did that happen? Has that happened? I don't think it's happened. And even it's if not, it happened. Even if it has happened, the teams he's been on have had some of the worst player chemistry you could ever point out. There's not one good situation he's been in. The Lakers that drafted him are in a drastic rebuild mode, which if you were to put that roster back together, it's actually bizarrely pretty good. Maybe not bad. Like, I, I don't know. They're probably probably what the Knicks are right now, right? Like, they're not that far off, I don't think. But... It's his fault for not knowing how to play in a playoff game, like right off the bat. Like, there's just certain things that the crowd maybe even encouraged him. Maybe there's some discomfort with that. Even that, that's there's there's just a difference there. My my last little two shoutouts for the Knicks right now. My favorite crowd moment was actually the quickly three, where he just pulls up okay. from so so far away, and then just you when you make a shot, the ball goes through the rim a certain way. That one went in so clean where it was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then it went in like so confidently. That was a big moment, and then the other crowd moment I heard when when Toppins had the dunk, which I was shocked he was even in, and he he has a three later. That was another moment. It was like, oh man, this is really like best case scenario for the Knicks. The only thing that didn't go their way was they didn't win the game. I, I thought all at all this was if you're a New York fan, this this is still encouraging. I think enjoy this. Remember how bad it used to be? Like, I'll tell you how bad <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm, I'm a Boston fan. This is man. We we may get we may see some dark times coming up. I I, I don't know, but. Enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. It's funny you mentioned the other day that the garden was going to be allowing a higher attendance, if if not full capacity. And I said, "Oh man, cool. I've never been to MSG. How much are tickets?" And you quickly corrected me that there is only one garden, despite MSG being Madison Square Garden. You were talking about the Boston Garden. Uh, yeah, I don't have as much interest going to that game. I've been to those. We're not having any fun ones coming up. Have you been to a playoff game though? No. I actually have not been to a playoff game. Yeah, I, I, I haven't written it off yet. You're, you're I was crazy. looking. 
there's there's one on there's one on Friday, and then the the ne- game four is on Sunday, and Sunday night. And was thinking, ah, Sunday night, then you got to worry about where. It would, no, 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 no. It's Memorial Day, so Monday is a holiday. So Sunday is back on the on the board. I I definitely want to see how how things go tonight. Uh, I, we we at least fought. We fought in game one. I I think both of us were nervous that. <laughs> we were going to be doing other things and then we're going to get to the game. And before we even sat down, it was going to be like, Oh, we're down, you know, 12 to two. And then just right from there, like, this isn't even close, but we, we, we came out and, and, and fought. So I don't know how much fight we got left, but I sure hope that we got more. I more fight. Great. It gave me something to be encouraged by, but you, you know what? That other team, that other team's not just any old team. And you could just, dudes. you could just see it. You could just see it it's 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 rolling the rock up and you're never going to get to the top it's it's just going to fall right back down on you this this team is really really good on the other end i don't know if brooklyn can stay healthy but i i don't think boston even if we play our best is is going to have a shot at really winning a game here i'm i'm not picking us but you know maybe brooklyn uh you know falls asleep one night i think that's 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 plausible i mean and like i just gave a whole bunch of other teams a hard time for not being really built together these guys have literally not played any games together there's there's potential hiccups that we just haven't seen yet i just man that's that's a that's a lot of talent there's just so much talent i I, you're at the end of the day boston's walking in with a game plan of like how do we handle this this and this and it's it's just like we just hope that it doesn't go that bad like there's no way to stop it i've i think that I think Boston fans, because the way that I'm feeling is seeing the way the Knicks fans were, and then us being able to do that at full, pretty pretty much close to full capacity on a Friday night with Kyrie Irving coming into the building, where this is the first time Kyrie's coming into the building since he's left. I suppose earlier this year he was there, but I mean like full fans. And I think that there are a lot of fans that have, a lot of pent up emotions that they would like to get out, especially on a Friday before a, before a long weekend, that place is going to be rocking. I can't say that we're going to for sure win. Cause even if we, like you said, we play excellently, you still just have it. It's Kevin Durant. He is just going to make difficult shots and Kyrie and Harden can also do that. But I think that team's going to show up and I think the fans are going to show up and it's going to be, it's going to be loud. I Tatum needs to go for fifty one of the next couple games. I I think that's which we we now we know he is very capable of. The other thing I want to see is Kevin Durant kind of punked him a couple times with a couple pushing here and there. And you know what? That's fine. That that's in fair game. I, I think if you're going at each other, that's that's fine. If both guys are going in a similar kind of competitive attitude, I think it's okay. But I was more disappointed by it was that Tatum just didn't. He didn't, didn't. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe he's just a clean guy. I don't know. Get just get into Durant a little bit more. All right. Let's let's. He you could you got arms, but you could push him too. You know. Let's, yeah. Let's don't don't be so shy about it because I think Durant in a way is. I don't think you would shove around somebody like that unless you really thought they sucked or unless you really thought they needed to be pushed a little bit more to be better. And I don't think Durant thinks he sucks. I I really think Durant is like, hey man, you want to be on this level? This is. This is how we roll, and if you're either mm-hmm. in or you're out, and I think Tatum has big potential to be in. I know I'm super hard on him, but this is this is the one thing that he can kind of get out of this series is is just 
match Durant with as much as you can and maybe take something away. It, maybe maybe you master something or you learn something or just having to defend him, something can come from this. I don't think we're going to be a broken team because the Nets are going to sweep us. I don't, there's no reason to be disappointed by that. I think we knew that going in. But there could be some good stuff out here. I'm trying to be optimistic with this. I know you're Mr. Energy over here, but this is – this is the most energy. This is the most positive energy I'm prepared to give the Celtics because, man, it's it's been a rough year. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, happens tonight. We got the uh, got the early game. Take a take take a peek. See see if we we come out with uh, with the energy that we need, or if we go right back to our old ways of. Uh, nope, we're not really trying tonight. I don't know. I think I'd rather go to a, a main Red Claw game. Which is is no longer a thing now. They are the new main now the main lobsters. I the main Celtics. The main Celtics. Why? Why? Who care? Who cares about the names? Why is this is relevant? We needed to make this connection. Like nobody could figure well, out that the team that played in Maine was associated with the only basketball team nearby. I think it needs to be pointed out. There uh, have been some 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 good players coming from the the main Red Claws that have played in in Boston. The name change is interesting as well because you were just saying, oh, well, they're a cor- of course, they're in Maine. They're associated with the Celtics. The Celtics just bought them in 2019. So it, that's like really not that long ago. I think we had another team before that, though. Was there originally a Springfield team? <sighs> that like, probably would have been like years ago. Like, but yeah, I'm talking maybe even decades ago. Kind of before even the even the D-League. Yeah, but, probably that. So era. there's, they're gonna be the main Celtics, but they're gonna retain the, the lobster mascot. So he's just instead of red, he's he's green now. <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> but it it was just a little little wrinkle, something something local. They were uh, they're very excited about it and really got shortchanged this year, with they had to do the the the, the bubble season, which the the Red Claws had opted out of. So it won't be until this upcoming year that actually be able to, to play again. And, you know, I think it really hurt some of the guys at the end of the bench being able to get some, some, some playing time. Hey, more basketball. And we've, we have had some, some players that play real hard that uh, were a former main red claws. In the same uh, sort of area, talking about more basketball, there will be a summer league this year, which for us really die hard get as much basketball as we possibly can to get some August basketball. That is always good. And it's, I think they're all going to be together in Vegas this year. All of the teams where normally they do uh, at least two locations. I think they're all going to be at the, at the same time. And, and that'll be cool. It's always fun to see the, the, the young guys get a chance to, 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 to run, especially a year like this where you got some of the, 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 the G League elite team that I didn't really get a chance to watch so much to get a chance to see Cade go against those guys uh, and some of the other uh, young young college guys coming out that'll be drafted soon. I, I want to go. I'm saying it right now. I want to go. Okay. I I want to go. That sounds fun. Every, I, there was, every summer in San Diego, we always said we were going to drive out and go. There's a whole bunch of us that said we would love to go whether we spent a night or two or more than that, whatever, but we wanted to just go to watch a whole bunch of games. They're on back to back to back. I think they're on a somewhat affordable level, still Vegas, but you know, go with enough people. You could probably split this to a, a more affordable, uh, 
getaway here, but I want to go. Uh, that's, okay. That sounds like fun. Um, I hope. I hopefully that you know. It's always tricky about this is they don't know the teams you think are going to go don't always go. That's why I think this year where it's going to be all in one location. Where in the past it's been, uh, I think one was in Orlando and actually because I think there's like an Orlando, a Utah, and a Vegas, and they're like at different times of the summer. I think this year, and the season being a little extended, it's going to be all in one spot. And so maybe that'll be the way it is going forward. I, I don't really know how that is controlled. Well, we'll see. It's that's exciting. More events. This is the first event. You asked me what it was going to be. This is the first one that I'm like, you know what? I have not done that yet. I want to do that. And I think this will be a good a good draft class to to see. I think this will be a fun, especially not having it last year. I just feel like there's going to be more attention on trying to make this better because there wasn't one last mm-hmm. year. So I, I yeah, think I that, see that. I think that attention is is going to make for some good basketball. Uh, some good basketball and some good entertainment, which is worth some good money. Uh, speaking of some good money, we have a new list of some top paid athletes over the past year. I I have not looked at the list. You, I'm assuming you have. You you have the list, right? I have the list. I have the I've I've got the I've got the top ten. I had a really hard time trying to think of anyone else beyond NBA players, and that's going to be a flaw in this because I imagine there there is there even two. How many NBA guys is there? Is there even two? There are two NBA players. LeBron there was two kinda... NBA players. There are two two football players. Oh man, this is not. Yeah, this is not going to go well. All right, so LeBron came up as number one, and then and then LeBron I went... is he? You're you're correct. He's the number one NBA. He he's number five on the list. He's five on the list though. Okay, so now I'm. Yeah, see, this this isn't good. Because the next guy that just jumped out, I don't know why I went football. I was like, all right, maybe – didn't Russell Wilson get a big contract? I feel like he makes a lot of money. No no Russell Wilson. No Russell Wilson. And then I didn't even want to recommend Rodgers. It was like, all right, who in football is worth paying anymore? Like who actually gets any money? And I, I really couldn't – I couldn't think of anything obvious. I I was felt more confident than after of saying, all right, maybe Steph Curry's in there as like another basketball guy because he's got a lot of going on as well. Steph Curry is not in the top 10. I want to say he was in the top 15 or the top 20. Oh, he's not the number two basketball guy? He is not. Ooh, wow. We've already talked about the number two guy. Oh, is it Giannis? No. Damn. Uh, damn, who is it? It's uh, Is it Embiid? Nope. I don't think we talked about Embiid. Oh, man. Is it Kevin Durant? Sure is he's number ten. Really? I guess I guess the finances make sense because he just hasn't played. Like the caliber of player who is deserving of the contract. We just haven't seen it. So I guess in my mind it what? just doesn't feel that way. But it's 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 what it's what I'd pay. Which is that way, right? Like no one's saying he isn't worth the money, right? What always uh what surprised me and specifically with LeBron, it's more uh distinguished, is he makes twice as much money from outside the sport than he does from the sport. He makes 31 and a half million from playing basketball and makes 65 million outside of playing basketball. Man, I'm trying to figure out who, who these other people are. All right. So I, I came up with it. Those were the guys like I kind of came up with out, off the bat. Then I thought 
the people that make money are in the sports I don't even know anything about. Like it's in it's probably we got two soccer players. I was say, we yeah. have we've got a uh, a fighter. Excuse me, we got three three soccer players, a tennis player, and a race car driver. All right, Roger Federer is got to be on there. I assume he's still Mr. Tennis. He's, he's the tennis player. Yep, he's number seven. Not that the other guys don't make money, but he has the advantage of being around longer, and I think that just adds up to more. Uh, not there's there's probably a lot of other tennis pe- people that make tons of money as well. Uh, then then soccer kind of came up, and I was like, all right, I'm Messi's probably one of them. I'm probably maybe. Yeah, Messi's <laughs> Messi's number two. Maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know. I want to say Ronaldo, but yep, he's number three. Okay, I'm I'm doing better than I thought. All right, then a fighter, uh, Floyd Floyd Money, Floyd Mayweather. Nope. Really? I don't think it's. I think it's because he has he's he's retired, so he hasn't been fighting. That's true. I just think when he comes to fight, nobody makes more money than Floyd. Of any right. event, I, I, so I, I just, agree. I guess there's an infrequent amount of fights, so maybe it's somebody who just fights more. <laughs> it's it's McGregor. It's got to be McGregor. Yep. Who, who fights more than McGregor? It's number one. He makes twenty two million from the one. sport. Number one, a hundred and eighty million, twenty two million from the sport, and a hundred and fifty eight million outside the sport. I know he's got the, uh, the 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 whiskey, but it's like, what else is he doing? That is a lot. Man, he brings in the money though for the fight. Nobody sells more. I I think it's ridiculous anytime criticizes him for for talking too much. It's like, no, this is this is working. You're this telling is me, job. Yeah, tell me where he's gone wrong. Tell me the one mistake he's made. I mean, there there was some legal suspect intimidation stuff that was not not so pretty. But I mean, everything else is just just growing the monster here. All right, let's just just keep feeding the <laughs> feeding the money tree and just milk it until it doesn't have anything. Like that that makes a lot of sense. I'm shocked he's won though. Uh, there's only one tennis you said, right? Not only is he number one, he's at 180 million. Number two, Messi is at 130. So he's 50 million more. Like, it's not like it's close. So is there going to be a new trend of kids being encouraged to do this? This is, this is where you get the money. What do you talk about? Is this going to be a trend that's just starting? Look at the, uh, the YouTube stars. They they were like we're making pretty good money from YouTube. Where can we make more money? Okay, we're gonna annoy as many people as possible, so people want to see us get knocked out, but they're gonna pay to see us fight. Should we become fighters? Is it too late? No. Why not? It's no. profitable. I'm looking for a new I, career. <laughs> I don't want to get hit in the face. I don't. I don't even want to hit anyone, let alone get hit myself. I don't feel like I don't want to punch anyone. I don't have that anger. Well, that's not going to be good for either of us being fighters. Yeah, no. I'm just not. I don't. I don't know. I've never. I've 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 gotten frustrated with guys on the court, but I've I've never, I've never felt like all right. Yeah, this needs to happen. <laughs> that's never happened. There's been other it's scenarios. Nothing where... good's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I I just I never imagined I would look very dominant in a fight. So why the hell am I going out starting any? You know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No. Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't sound fun. But 
Any, who, did, I got, did I get most of the list here? Who's who's not on the list? Is there someone else worth guessing? There's other football guys. I don't even know the football ones. Is yeah, Pat there's, there's two. Uh, Neymar was the other soccer player. Oh, that's a I good definitely one. wouldn't have got that one. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's number eight. He's the uh, the race car driver. Yeah, so it's got the uh, the two two football players. Oh, there's got to be a golfer. Is is like Phil on there? No golfers. Mickelson? No golfers. No golfers. Not in the top ten. Hey, shout out to Phil this weekend. I don't Tiger, know. Tiger Tiger Woods, I believe, was in the either once again in like the top fifteen or the top twenty. Yeah, shout out to Phil. We don't know anything about golf. I don't know anything about golf. I I know I know as little about golf as possible, but I know who Phil Milkinson is. So you know that's 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 pretty. Did much you all see? He had to get a special waiver to be able to play because his ranking was so bad before this. <laughs> no, but that seems that seems like something only he could pull off. I imagine him and Tiger. Right. I don't think there's anyone else. But you know that's why they're they need, they make more money if more people watch. I think more people are gonna watch if that guy's in. <laughs> People sure seemed excited on Sunday. I got a little excited. I didn't even watch it. I just thought the results were exciting. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's that's fun. I mean, if anyone else had won, would do we even mention it? Nope. Nope. Not even a little bit, right? That's that's why nope. you have to be that level. You have to be that good at something that we know about it <laughs> enough to just mention it like this. Really old. He he kind of won me over in the Tiger versus Phil thing in the one on one. Excellent trash talker. Excellent. Uh, who else we got left on the list here? Just just go ahead and finish it off for me. You're not gonna make one guess at a football player. A football player. Patrick Mahomes was my my other nope. guess, but I. Uh, Todd Gurley. Nope. Uh, Think uh, about athletes that either everybody knows or that play for a certain owner that paid them a certain amount of uh, money. Dak Prescott. Oh, that's gross. I didn't even like saying it. Dak Prescott is uh, he's number make... four on the list. He is the one that makes way more from the sport than from outside the sport compared to all the other ones. He makes $97.5 million from the sport and $10 million outside the sport. I didn't, I didn't go with the right approach into this whole thing. I should have been strictly looking for Jerry Jones owners, and that would have I, would, I, I did not realize, and I would think there'd be a little more plugged in on this and not going with the, this is what the contract says, but I know like this is what actual his actual pay stub was, that Dak Prescott this year, and it's a little unfair, like he was hurt to kind of just put it in, in that terms, but that he makes three times as much as LeBron James does. Man, that is that doesn't seem right. That seems crazy. This is not a list you want to be on, then maybe. This is this is like a. Oh, I want to be on this list. Yeah. It's it's the guys that make the most money playing sports. That's the dream. It is the dream. It does sound like a good dream. All right, so is there, there's another one. Is another football player? Am I missing one? Known Super Bowl champion. Ah, uh, no, he's off my list. He's off your list too. Ah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Former Tom Brady. Now, now Tampa. Yep, the one and only. TV twelve. Super Bowl champion. I don't even know how many times. I lost count. Multi, multiple times. Too many times. 
I, one one too many times. I, I I love Tom Brady. I can't even fake it. I can't even kind of. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. You know what his favorite Super Bowl is? The next one. Ah, uh, how could you hate a guy like that? Very easily, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe he'll be in Tampa Bay for like a few more years, and then then he'll come back like a like a victory tour. I it's. I almost hope the Patriots are good this year so I can kind of give him a little bit more support because we were so bad last year that I couldn't even inch a bit towards Tom. I couldn't even bring myself because it's like, no, he's off doing great things and I'm here rooting for this. This is this is rough. If it gets a little less he's rough. He's coming to I, town this year. That's not going to go well. That's not going to go well for us. <laughs> I don't know. Tickets for that are going to be crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go. I really don't know. I don't. Which is that? A, I think you have to go into it thinking of it as a as a as a thank you and not as a. Well, maybe we get a maybe we get a win today. Yeah, he's gonna I thank think us. He's gonna be ready to go. He's gonna thank us with a fifty burger to our lousy defense. Like, what if he just goes off for like six touchdowns and just destroys us? Are we gonna be like, oh, it, thanks, it's Tom? Very possible. Oh, thanks, Tom. Been so great. It, it, I, I mean, what's the other scenario? Does, does uh, who who's our starting quarterback for that game? Is that week four, five, four? Yeah, I think it's week four. Uh, that's it's it's still, you know, you know, it's terrible. Uh, this is gonna be the halftime. Cam's gonna make it till halftime of this game. And this is the this, this is the last this the is last it. draw. This is it. This is how we make a bad storyline our advantage. This is it. Maybe he even maybe even outscores Tom in the second half. We're down so much oh, that it so doesn't get, even matter. We get a moral victory. We get a moral victory. Maybe he even outscores Tom in the second half, and we still lose by twenty because Cam has been just just too overhyped. Cam, Cam, it's I don't know. I I still think Cam starts most of the games this year, but to play into the storyline, I think that would be the most ideal thing for him. For uh, who who's the backup quarterback? I don't even remember what's his name. The guy we drafted or Stidham? <laughs> no. Although we, we we signed Brian Hoyer again too, didn't we? He he's in the mix. I think we did. He's back. Brian Hoyer is back. You can't can't get rid of him. <laughs> Over under I, quarters. I think it was just a uh, we we just feel comfortable. You know, his stuff's already in the locker. Just just bring him in for at least the the beginning uh, part of the part of the summer, so we have someone to throw throw the ball around. That's gonna be the real disaster is when Hoyer outplays Cam in the in practice in the preseason. And, and they, we still bench Hoyer, <laughs> and then the next, the second Cam gets hurt or has a bad game, there's no way they're gonna put in Hoyer. They're gonna put in the the new rookie, <laughs> and that's gonna be the deci- the decision of are we rebuilding this year or are we going for it? Oh, I guess we've had rookie quarterbacks have success before. Just really only one example, right? <laughs> I I think that your Little story you came up with that Cam starts, we just get shellacked, and then we bring in Mac Jones at, at halftime, and he plays well in the second half, and we all get excited about it. And you know, we don't win the game, but it's a moral victory. I, I think, uh, I think that might be our best, our best bet. <laughs> Belichick is smart enough that he's already thought of this scenario as well. Like I, I guarantee he's already he's already processed this. There's a, there's a master plan that nobody gets to see but him. This this has a little detailed note somewhere. 
do you put any stock into these uh, Julio Jones to the Patriots rumors? No, I, I didn't even want to bring it up. I, I think he is going to get moved. I feel confident about that. We have been mentioned way too much without any interest at all. Like, I haven't heard anyone. Right. It just seems like someone just throws it out there and it's like, oh, well, the Patriots are interested. And it's just an easy, easy news cycle but, thing. You know, the Patriots were so private about everything that if we were interested, we wouldn't know. And if we're not interested, we wouldn't know. There's, it doesn't, like, there's <laughs> no reason to speculate. Like every time we get thrown in there, I guarantee they're like, well, they got it right, but they'll never know. <laughs> they're not going to, yep. they're not going to let you know. <laughs> I like the, the amount of what if situations for the Patriots, I'm sure over time is, is ridiculous. I'm sure there was a lot of times we almost traded for Antonio Brown or somebody silly like that. I'm sure that we got real close. It just never happened because we stick to our guns. We're only going to pay and give up, what we're willing to give up. And after that doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like that's how we ended up with Randy Moss. Like I guarantee we just threw out that offer thinking like if they take it, cool. But if not, you know, that's what we're willing to buy on it. And they, they took it. It's, I'm sure we'll throw an offer out there, but the amount of tension that has Julio Jones all over there, especially announcing that he's he's definitely going to be out, I have a hard time thinking that the Patriots are going to suddenly outbid anyone else. Right? That just seems impossible. That's not going to think. I think somebody else is going to going to pay up for him. Like, what are we going to give up? It's, uh, unless he's like, I only want to go here, which also seems bizarre. I mean, how far off are, is our situation than Atlanta? And based on last year entirely, I'm sure there's a lot of things you could argue to our benefit. But uh, the Hopkins thing sounds interesting in Arizona. That that seems like a, a something I don't think will be as scary as everyone's worried about. But if it makes those two happy, you know what? Go for it. I don't think it's a bad move. I don't. I don't think Arizona immediately jumps to like Super Bowl contender with the addition of Julio Jones, though. Do you? No, I, I don't think so. Is is there any team? And I also, that he goes I also to? think it, it seems like very much a a win now mode move. And if we have a rookie quarterback that's most likely going to play, it just I don't feel like we're in like a win now mode. Like even if we got Julio, I, I think it would help because I think he's really good. But I think he would get frustrated. I mean, he's had the greatest Super Bowl catch of all time. I, I'm giving him that. That's that that one's We've, the. That's the good one. He he doesn't even have the best Super Bowl catch in that game. No, I like I like the Julio one. It's it's a lot more of a position skill than a. It's just because he's grab. tall. No, but the toe drag is perfect, and the where Matt Ryan threw the ball is so far off the sideline that he had to perfectly toe drag with both feet pointed, and is at full extension of the fingertips to the side where he can still catch it. And, and so it was catch. the you could you could argue it was the best throw. Matt Ryan did all the work. I you know what? If I thought Matt Ryan was good enough to say he put that ball exactly where he meant to put it, I'd give it to him. But I don't think he did. I know he's not that good. He just had to throw a perfect dime. The, it wasn't a perfect dime. It was a terrible pass. I think it was too far off to the sideline. I think Julio made it amazing. I, whatever that doesn't matter. I just I wanted to add a tidbit to that. I didn't want to bring up the whole beef of of Edelman's amazing catch as well. But I thought Julio's was by far the best one. Can he go anywhere that really changes anyone's Super Bowl odds? I don't think Julio is that level of player right now, and I don't think a team that's lining up to trade for him is is really going to make that much of a jump. I I could be completely wrong about this. I we don't know where he's going to end up. I I think there's 
the more speculation about these teams, the less likely I think they're going to go there. there. There's something other else stirring up here. But, but do you think there's a roster out there right now that with Julio Jones is like immensely better? I just, just, just concerned where he's been playing on a, on a bad team for a while. And it's, is a new change of scenery going to help or is you know, he's 32 now and that's kind of just getting to where you're starting to kind of run out of gas. Most guys a wide receiver. So almost like uh, Antonio Brown, I think Antonio Brown's much younger. And once he's left the, the Steelers, he's had a couple of bright spots, but is not the, Oh, he's like number one fantasy option. Absolutely. Kind of guy. I still have some hope for Antonio next year. I, I I think he can bounce back. But I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think he's got what... like other problems going on right now. Yeah, maybe. What do you think what would you give up Rulio? Because I think we're both thinking on a Patriot scale that this guy we're not giving up much. Like what does Atlanta want? Oh, I was I was wrong. Antonio Brown is also thirty two, so they're the same age. I'm sure they could help a team. I don't think they put you over the top. It it just seems like a difficult time to be doing something like that, especially with there's an abundance of new receivers every draft. It's it, there's just there's other guys out there. It would be great to have Julio. I just don't know what the price tag is and if he's actually going to get moved or not. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. We're we're we've hit over the hour mark here, but there's a couple other topics uh, here. Do you do you want to get to one of them or you want to call it? Uh, we, we we can call it. We can uh, we can always push some of the stuff to uh, to to next week. Yeah, gaming on Netflix, high school super leagues, and an NBA Fortnite crossover. I am still confused on what Fortnite is. Is that a social media thing now, or that's truly just a video game that has become social media? I I don't know. It's a video game. It's just a video game. Yeah. Do you play basketball in it? No. Do you just dance, right? Is that it? You can. You can. Oh, so it's like RuneScape. Uh, I believe it is a third-person shooter. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, there's the object of the game is to shoot people, but you can do other things as well, and some of that's dancing. Yeah, I never played. I don't know anything about it. You? No. No, never? Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Is this is this crossover then meant for us? Are we the target? Just no, <laughs> no, no. Well, we like the NBA. No, We've never heard of Fortnite. Come on, guys. What are you talking about? We, we both we both have heard of Fortnite. Or I've definitely heard of Fortnite. Fortnite's been around for a while now. Uh, well, we we've, we've never played. Well, there's a lot of stuff that I've heard about that I'm not engaged with. It's, but it's an it's NBA crossover. Video games in general are a young man's game. It's an NBA crossover, though. Yeah, they want young <laughs> kids to watch the NBA. Uh, that probably makes way more sense. Uh, how long we got to wait for uh, another dual cast here of the, the ESPN games with the uh, the arena sounds? The, uh, the, the, like, cartoon effects and all that. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised they just kind of did that. It seemed kind of as a one-off. I would, I would have expected more of that to come along, especially with the uh, with the playoffs of getting more eyeballs uh, than, than normal you know, of really trying would... to push that. Let's let's book it right now. In the last 30 seconds here. 
Let's do the playing games with that, huh? Every year, playing games. Sure. I, it just feels like if you're if it's a true playoff game. I mean, I guess you have the other cast. It's not like you have to watch this version. But I figured Disney owns Marvel and they own Star Wars. They're they're, they're getting more stuff as they go, and just would be easy to just say, hey, Star Wars night. There probably might there might be more Star Wars fans than Marvel fans. Oh man, don't don't do this to us. I don't want a Star Wars night. Anyways, we'll be back next week. It's not week. for you. It's not for me. Ah, uh, you're right. It's for the kids, Vince. Do it for the kids. <laughs> I don't know. Jason bored me. Little column A, little column B.